0: Campaign season is in full swing, and we are joined by a man at the center of the biggest race, biggest primary, I can think of in a long time, Congressman Billy Long Runner for U.S. Senate. Thank you for joining us on This Week in Missouri Politics.
1: You bet, Scott. Thanks for having me up. How's the race going? It's going good. I'm getting around everywhere, going around the state. When I ran for Congress the first time, it was an eight-way primary, and I was supposed to come in ninth. Yep. This one's a six-way primary, and I'm supposed to come in seventh. But in that first race, I had the best name ID of anyone in the race. This one I probably have the least name ID. So that I knew from day one that would be a big challenge, and so that's why I'm trying to get around all over the state and introduce myself to folks. It looks like
0: you have fun doing it. That's what I like. I mean, I've told folks on this show in different places, if every Republican primary voter had dinner with all six folks, they'd vote for Billy Long and he'd win by
1: 10, 20 points. It is you look like you enjoy campaigning. I, I do, and, and on August the 3rd, I'm gonna be the happiest guy in Missouri. I'm either gonna be the next United States Senator from the state of Missouri, or I'm gonna be back in Springfield, and either one is fine with me. So it's not life or death to me. I was sworn into Congress at 55 years old. How many how many politicians do you know that start their career in Congress, number one, and at that age, number two? So. I don't owe anyone anything, no one owes me anything. I did it did it for the right thing for the right reason. I've done that every day that I've been there. And last November, November of 20, I got the highest raw vote total I've ever received and highest percentage, which is pretty unusual for someone to be in Congress mm-hmm. for nine years and ten months, almost ten full years, and have your constituents that pleased with you. Media doesn't like me. Republican Party, I'm not their favorite, I can tell you. So uh, I've always been the outsider, and I haven't paid, played the political game. So we'll see how this shakes out, but either way, I'm going to be fine.
0: I know I likes you for a reason. I mean. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, I remember back uh, back in 2015, I, would, I, had a, I just had a feeling. I'm from Butler County near neck of the Woods. Southern Missouri, that is. And I just thought Trump was going to win that primary in Missouri. And David Stillman would say he would support him. And you, I remember vividly, you said the Trump train's leaving the states, you better get on. And that's when they were rigging caucuses for Ted Cruz back then. The people that are the biggest Trump supporters today were all talking about Ted Cruz was the guy you had to have um you were you were trump early and often what what in your gut put you there
1: i just i i've got a good for not being a politician i've got a really good political gut i just i could see that he had something going on. He wasn't a Bob Dole, he wasn't a John McCain, mm-hmm. he wasn't a Mitt Romney, the ones that the party wants. Like I said, the party is not real fond of me. They were sure not fond of Trump. And I I remember the first time he came to the Capitol, which was in July of, uh, I think it was July of 16, right before the <laughs> convention. And Paul Ryan, who I saw on CNBC this morning for the first time in three years, today did his first TV interview, and in three years, and uh, he was up at the front of the room with Kevin McCarthy and Kathy McMorris Rodgers and Steve Scalise and all the leadership. And I got up to the microphone and I said, Mr. Trump, your problems in this room, these people in this room are not for you. And truer words were never spoken. I took heat all around the world. I'd go on uh, trips with other congressmen, on CODELs, and we'd be meeting with world leaders from all over the world. I could name different countries we were in. And all anybody wanted to know was who's going to win the election. Who's going to win the election? And it was Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, all around the conference tables, and they'd say Hillary, 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 till they got around to Billary, and Billary would say Trump, and oh, they just all die laughing. They just thought I was crazy. But
0: is there anything better for a Southern Missouri guy <laughs> than to tell those East Coast elitists or the St. Louis elitists something to have them all scoff at you? They end up being right. Oh no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, now tell me though. Let's get back to this race uh you're running six people running six seven uh currently right now you donald trump said more nice stuff about you than anybody i guess publicly right you, right. you actually talked to donald trump right oh, it's yeah it's got to be yeah. kind of neat yeah 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 uh tell me uh is he going to come out and support you in this race
1: i i do not know scott and i haven't promised anyone that he will sure uh the thing i've said from day one is whoever he supports it's over he endorses in missouri Everyone else might as well fold. That's not been the case everywhere. I
0: saw in Georgia, he went against the sitting governor, and that didn't work out at all. Some of these, even Alabama, he endorsed a guy, then pulled it back, and now the guys. It's been a these endorsements haven't been the normal decisive Donald Trump moves we've saw. Uh, They've been a little different.
1: Yeah, they have, and if if they asked me last night in an event, you know, if I would get the endorsement, I said, if you can figure out the Rubik's Cube <laughs> of Donald Trump and how and why he endorses, you tell me. But I can tell you this. We polled a couple of weeks ago, and some unusual things came out of that poll. And I said, I want a legit poll. I mean, when Schmidt's people poll, he's always on top. When Vicky's people poll, she's always on top, mysteriously enough. When Greitens' people poll, he's always on top. Mm-hmm. And our poll... Greitens was first, which I'll tell you right now, he is in first. People say, "How could he?" People vote for him. Well, hide and watch because he's in first place. I agree with you. Schmidt is second. hartzler's third. I'm fourth. And the split between me and Vicky wasn't as much as you would think. But how are you going to change that? How are we going to change what? How are you going to change that? Are you going to go from fourth to first? Oh. Okay, there's two. I have two paths to victory. Number one, Trump endorses me. Like I said, I'm at 11 in my poll. There's polls where I was at 14. I've seen one at nine something. But uh, in my mind, I'm at a true 11% in this race. J.D. Vance, and I told the president this the other day. I said, Mr. President, I said, J.D. was at 11 when you endorsed him. Same place I am. He shot up to the top of the polls the next day, Mm -hmm. and he won by 10 points. He won it going away same thing would happen to me. So that's my sales pitch to the president. Let's say Donald Trump just stays out of it. Okay. How do you win? The billionaire's big bucks. You've heard of BBB, Build mm-hmm. Back Better. Well, billionaire's big bucks. There's three billionaires here in St. Louis that have given Eric Schmidt $3.5 million for his Super mm-hmm. PAC. There's two out-of-state billionaires that have given Eric Greitens the same $3.5 million for his Super PAC. Mitch McConnell, some friends of his, former NRA guys, set up a PAC for Vicky four days after Josh Hawley endorsed her. They endorsed Vicki Hartzler and Katie Britt, who came in first in Alabama the other night. They're gonna have a runoff with Mo Brooks you were talking about earlier. But they are beating each other mercilessly with that money. Mm-hmm. Schmidt's attacking Greitens and Hartzler. Greitens is attacking Schmidt and Hartzler. And I don't know, I haven't seen Vicky's ads, what they're doing or if they've even engaged yet. But I'm hoping that people will get sick and tired of all the negative stuff and look to a guy that went there for the right reason, stayed true to his beliefs, came out with more conservative voting record in all those categories of anybody you want to talk to, and they'll look at the guy down in Springfield. That's, that's my second second way to <clears throat> path the victory.
0: I think if you did a Mount Rushmore of United States senators from the great state of Missouri, you'd have, obviously, Thomas Hart Benton. You'd have Kid Bond, maybe Symington, maybe Eagleton, but you'd have Roy Blunt. It's an amazing uh, responsibility replacing Roy Blunt. Can you deliver for Missouri like Roy has?
1: I, I think I sure think that I can. And one thing about Roy that I appreciate, even when he came through a tough race the mm-hmm. first time. He ran the second time that he ran. When he came, we would come through a race, he went on the ballot for another six years. Okay. You'd see him the next weekend yep. in Missouri. I'd be with him at an event in Springfield one night, and the next morning I'd wake up and see him in St. Louis at an event in St. Louis. He comes home all the time. He gets around the state. I think he loves the state. Yeah, he does, and I do too. And that's what I want to do. I mean, can, Roy taught me when I was first running. I was going through a big department, not a department store, a drugstore there in Springfield, okay. a huge one. One's closed now. But uh, he said, hey, Billy. And I looked over, and he was on the other side of the aisle. And he said, what you're doing right now is the hardest part of politics. I said, what's that? And he said, campaigning. He said, the best part of politics is when you get elected and you can start helping people. And truer words were never spoken. He was great on constituent services. I've always concentrated on constituent services. And a congressman or a senator is much more effective at home than they are running to cable T V shows every night and never coming to Missouri and and arguing bills on the floor. I've been there almost twelve years now and I don't think one vote one vote has been changed in the twelve years <laughs> I've been there with all the debate that goes on yeah. the floor that people watch on C SPAN, but it's great for their you know it's great for politics. And let I'm let not into this, politics. I, if I'm
0: having a beer somewhere, if I'm out eating breakfast somewhere, folks talk about gas prices. What what has happened? Since Donald Trump left office, I, people tell me Ukraine and, and gas has went up since that war started. But gas was up in near four dollars a gallon before that war began. That just doesn't seem to me like that's the problem in Nixa or West Plains or
1: Trenton, Missouri. What's happening? What's happened was on we were energy independent. I'm on the Energy and Commerce Committee, and I was on the Energy and Commerce Energy Subcommittee of Energy and Commerce. We fought long and hard. We were never able to export LNG, liquefied natural gas. We fought long and hard, got that done a few years ago. On January 21st, 11:59 a.m, we were energy independent. One minute later, 12 o'clock when Joe Biden got sworn in, he did everything he could do to undo what Trump... He had a case of Trump derangement syndrome so severe that he wanted to undo everything that Trump did that was great. The first thing he did was stop Keystone XL Pipeline. Then he went to the border wall, stopped the, the construction on the border wall, did away with the Remain in Mexico policy. Anything he was so ate up with his hatred of Donald J. Trump, which I got to tell you, there's a lot of never-Trumpers on the Republican side of the aisle, too. Sure. And uh, but and I, I can't them. I, I can't stand them. It, uh, people told me, they said, well, Trump has the most dysfunctional White House ever. And I said, no, no, not really. When you think about it, the most dysfunctional Republican White House ever was Bob Dole. And another one was John McCain. His White House was very <laughs> dysfunctional. And Mitt Romney's was really dysfunctional. I'm like, you idiots, they were never president. You know, they all love all these guys because they don't tweet and they don't mean tweet and stuff. So Trump's his own brand. And- well, I think an old boy in Tipton, Missouri
0: would take a few mean tweets to pay $2 gas again. Let me ask you this, though. Uh, Joe Biden, I don't know him, like you I've never met him like you have, but he seems like a nice man. He seems like a fundamentally good, good man. It feels like he can't stand up to maybe some of the left-wing folks and say, oh, just drive a Prius or just, you know, you don't need to drive a car anyway. I mean, that delusional left-wing stuff, it feels like maybe he just doesn't have the gravel his got to stand up to him. W- what is the problem and the disconnect from a, a guy that seems like a good guy to just bizarre pro- uh, bizarre policies that are really breaking folks back.
1: Well, you, you look back at his history over a period of time on abortion, on uh, everything else. He's changed 180 degrees, but people thought they were getting nice. They're like, Trump's mean. He mean tweets. Sure. We, we want to get rid of Trump. They thought they were vo- voting for a nice moderate, but he has run so far to the left to placate his mm-hmm. green people, the Green New Deal and all of that stuff that's going to kill us, uh, everyone one wants clean water, everyone wants clean air to breathe, everybody wants uh, to get off of oil at some point, but as we were driving up here, we were on Highway 65 in Springfield going to hit 44 to come up here, and I looked over in the lane, next three lanes there, and in the middle lane was this Tesla, and it was from Minnesota, and I'm like, how many days is it going to take him to get to Minnesota? Because <laughs> you, you got to stop and charge that sucker up. Well, so, Teslas are fine, but I'm an F-150 guy. $55,000 for a Tesla, and that's all Biden said. Just go out and buy a Tesla. Before
0: I let you go, uh, I, I, on Twitter, I said, I'll bring the case with me. When, when can I ride the billy bus? Is it going to be <laughs> back out
1: before the election? I don't know. I don't know. We uh, we took it off the road whenever uh, winter hit because we had to winterize, it. of yeah. course we released it. And our our plan was to bring it back out in the spring, but we'll have to see how things go, whether we get it back out there or not. But well,
0: either way, we look forward to following you through the campaign. Thank you for joining us. BillyLong.com.
1: The Tell them to go to BillyLong.com and check us out. I appreciate it, Scott. If
0: I could say it in as deep a voice as you could. I would. <laughs> I'm I'm 100 of hands at about I have a hundred of a hands and about two hundred
1: Hoping you'd do it. <laughs> we'll be right back with our opinion
0: maker, panel. But first, go to showthemissouri.com. This is Missouri one. County time we're in Grundy County Missouri talking all about the history of Gundry County and the smiling bandit Roy Gardner show go check it out we'll be right back after this
2: as a former sheriff it alarms me to see some of the attitudes towards those who have taken an oath to defend our communities and keep us safe we must learn from the failed policies in other cities and states to never allow anti-law enforcement measures to take hold in this state We must work to strengthen our communities by supporting our men and women in law enforcement. In Missouri, we defend law enforcement, not defund them.
3: For more than a century, the St. Louis Carpenters Union has shaped our communities. Through trusted alliances, we deliver skilled professional craftspeople while our business partners provide the kind of quality jobs that keep our economy humming. It's a blueprint that has worked since 1882. Turning Missouri into a right-to-work state stalls progress, wipes out jobs, and kills momentum. Right-to-work is wrong for everyone. Let's keep Missouri moving forward. Visit carpdc.org to learn more.
4: Your energy needs are changing. That's why at Ameren Missouri, we're not waiting on the future. We're building it with the Smart Energy Plan. Advancing thousands of projects across the state helping reduce emissions through cleaner energy sources, boost reliability with self-healing equipment, and better withstand storms with new composite poles. Moving Missouri forward and bringing us all a little closer together. That's energy at work, Ameren, Missouri.
0: Welcome back. This week in Missouri Politics. Very special program. any show can have one Dingens, We have two. Brett Dinkins from Victory, welcome back. Thanks for having me. And your mother, Representative Chris Dinkins from the Johnson Shut Ins District. Welcome hey, to the show. Good to be here. Keep an eye on him, right?
4: Oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> Wally Price, friend of the show. Welcome back, sir.
5: Always oh, good to be here.
0: And Ryan Hawkins, one of my favorite folks. You know about federal politics, state politics. I enjoy the visit. Thank you. Tell me, uh, guns in School. Now this is yeah. a it's a it's a tough thing. Uh, it's a tough thing to talk about in every state in every every place, but in Missouri especially, because I hear people talk about federal gun control. That's probably the only way that happens that affects Missouri. Um, you hear a tipping point, and I and I've you know I have two kids in school. Right, it makes me scared. Me too. But isn't this a thing that'll be talked about for two weeks and go away?
2: Uh, unfortunately, that's that's yeah. what we've seen. It's it's thoughts and prayers and yeah. inaction, and we're right back to the next place we are. It's not just guns in schools, it's gun. The The answer is it's always the gun, right? It is, why do you need 1,600 rounds and an AR-15? Nobody needs that, they want that. And if we don't start cracking down and figuring out that, like what happened yesterday in Tulsa, man buys an ar 15 at two o'clock in the afternoon shoots the hospital up at 5 p.m with that gun and those rounds something has to be done something has to be done in the federal uh, federally something has to be done in the state and i'm going to say this to every legislator that's out there federal and state y'all have got to find the courage to do this representative if you do that your district's going to hate it
4: oh absolutely hate it Uh, i actually had a bill this year school protections Mm -hmm. officer bill Uh, currently school districts in the state of missouri can deem Teachers or certified administrators as a school protection officer where they mm-hmm. can carry. Uh, my bill would allow the school district to allow other people who are employed by the school district to also carry guns. Now, this in our rural community, as we've talked about before, sometimes it takes a police officer 45 minutes to get from yeah. one part to the other. And you know, the roads and mm-hmm. uh, the lack of police force. So the school district could train through the post. They Mm -hmm. have to be post certified 120 hours plus CCW carry. They could uh, elect to have one of these, uh, whether it's a a, um, maintenance person or a school bus driver to be the school protection officer and carry on campus.
0: You know your way around the classroom. Is this the answer? To have folks in the schools that are armed to put a problem, to try to stop a problem like this. And isn't, I mean, you look, the, the classrooms you're very familiar with, really aren't the places typically we have these shootings. They're suburban classrooms. Suburban folks normally aren't too keen on carrying guns everywhere.
4: You're right, and it's education. I think education is the answer. We've got to educate more people. You say they don't happen in rural schools, that's because our kids grow up with guns in the home. They are educated from a very young age. I don't believe it's the gun that's the problem. It's the individuals using the guns. Well, they probably
0: break this down. I mean, the, the reason I love having you on the show is you can take things like this and talk about the practical realities. You could not, even after this, you could not pass a gun control ban <coughs> through the House of Representatives. How do you reach out and talk to someone in the suburbs, which are where most of these things happen, and, and relate to the fear people have to having their kids in school, but, but what is it, a thing you could
5: plausibly do? I think that there's, there's this is a there's a, there's, a, there's pieces to this. First, uh, f- for our First Amendment, Second Amendment lovers like myself, I'm, I'm a I'm a gun-toting Democrat. Um, when the when the Second Amendment was written, it was for guns that it took 20 minutes to load one bullet. Um, so this whole idea of loving your Second Amendment and your 50-round clip doesn't really fit for the way that the that the, this piece of legislation was written. Secondly, how old is 18 going to be in the United States? Is it going to be, hey, you're 18, you can't, I don't even trust you to borrow my car for three days at the rent-a-car place, or I don't even trust you True. to drink liquor, but I trust you to buy an AR-15. Or go to Afghanistan and shoot or an AR-15. To, go to Afghanistan and, and shoot an AR-15. So we have to decide as a country how old is Good 18. Brett Dinkins, I mean, I
0: think it's impossible not to see this this trend that goes like it's it's almost funny now thoughts and prayers, sure. but but I don't think there's the appetite in this state to actually address this from a gun control perspective.
3: No, and I think I, I agree with Representative Price that we have a, a situation in which when do we consider someone an adult and what does that mean? I, I would really disagree with the idea that I could be a tried as an adult at 18 for a crime and receive significant punishment, but I can't go out and buy a gun until I'm 21 or drink till you're 21. But, by, you know, I mean, there's a lot of discrepancy there. But at the end of the day, I grew up around guns. Everyone I knew grew up around guns, all my family owned guns. I have guns. These problems aren't happening in rural Missouri. There's a mental health component here as well. And we've got to figure that out. Uh, it's, I'll give you pushback
5: on the on the mental health. I agree. I'll give you pushback on the mental health. I think that people go out and make very conscious decisions to do the things. They leave notes. They write things on the internet. There are red flags. It's not mental. But no health. No one who and shoots twenty
2: kids is sane mentally. I mean, you're not making. Red. You can't well, say there's no mental but health. We have no there. national red flag law. Right. if we had national red flag laws that were fully funded, we would be able to start watching for this and figuring out what's going to happen, as opposed to, and with what what you said about the school resource officers, Uvalde, Texas had a school police department, right? They had a dedicated police force and does not stop a fully body armored individual with 1,600 rounds coming into a school. Let's talk about somebody that
0: that actually did something this year. It looks, I mean, it looked intelligent. Then it looks very intelligent now. Cinder Huff put in the budget. $2 million to have an app where a teacher can a school district can opt in and they can push an app and which which notifies I believe all federal local and state law enforcement even retired folks that sign up for this police officers to beat that there's a school active school issue cuts down response time. I'm not sure that's not something you could actually do in Missouri to maybe stop this.
4: I THINK THAT THE APP IS A WONDERFUL IDEA. HOWEVER, I THINK THERE'S STILL GOING TO BE ISSUES WITH IT. YOU KNOW, WE'RE STRUGGLING WITH CELL SERVICE AND and Mm -hmm. INTERNET ISSUES IN THE RURAL COMMUNITIES ALREADY. IT WILL CUT DOWN THE RESPONSE TIME, BUT, YOU KNOW, What are you cutting down when it's 45 minutes in my area? If you cut it in half, you still got 20 minutes. Look what can happen in 20 minutes. And again, I go back to education. It's educating individuals. It's educating them whether they need to learn at a young age. Because a lot of these instances, we find out that people knew that the individual was planning it. Mm. And people are not speaking up. We've got Mm. to educate people at a young age that if someone has a gun, if they're talking about a gun, they need to tell somebody in an authoritative way position
2: a Quick question, and I'll wrap it up. If you have 45 minutes for a response time, why would you want assault style weapons and 1600 rounds being sold in that community? We have 45 minutes for a response time. You here, have 45 have minutes. minutes for a response time. And these time. are very
0: foreign kinds I think. Uh, give me a prediction. Federal,
2: will there be a federal piece of legislation that restricts gun access emanating from this? I think there'll be three. I think there'll be a age limit of 21. I think there will be a ban on ghost guns on the internet and I believe we'll have national red flag.
5: You think that'll happen? I think this will be one of the first one of the first things that Biden is actually proactive about.
4: I think he's going to work real hard at trying to get it done but I'm going to hope he doesn't. Pass
5: the house.
0: Pass the house but not the senate. Uh, I'm not even gonna ask. There'll be no state response, right? None. There's be no There's no appetite. For, I mean, the imagine stop the stop first guy last, in your district that week, gets red flagged. He's not gonna year. like it. No. Right. Brad Diggins talk about a U.S. Senate race is going on. Sure. Um, it was a kind of a debate. Huh. But yeah. but I you know you you're working with the shots campaign. But, sure. But but to the point, I can understand why Eric Grimes doesn't want to come. Yep. Would you share a stage with Billy Long, who's hilarious, huh. or Vicky Hartz, who's truly a very Good moral person? Of course you wouldn't. Plus, they're Republicans.
3: Right. Yeah, no, I think uh, what we saw was we had uh, Senator Schatz, uh, Congressman Long, and, and Mark McCloskey show up, and the big three uh, decided not to show up for Greene County, where there's a large population of Republican primary voters. I think it's a disservice to the electorate. I think yeah. that they owe it to them to debate and have a discussion on the ideas, and I think there's a lot of people taking uh, a for uh, taking you know advantage of where they're at, maybe in the polls right now, without actually doing the work to earn the votes of Republican really primary long voters. Billy
0: Long was on earlier. I understand why you would want to debate him. Representative Diggins, where do you? <laughs> t- I mean, it looks to me like it, there's three folks with a pretty even even shot. It's going to be one of the more interesting ends to a primary we've seen in a long time. Lots of money, but it looks like any of three of them could win.
4: It looks like it's going to be close right down to the wire. I think any three of them could win at this point. Um, We'll have to wait and see. It looks like uh, Eric Schmidt has some good, strong grassroots going and some yep. fundraising going, and um, you know, Vicky Hartzler's lacking a little bit of name ID in the rural communities, mm-hmm. and people are still hanging on in the rural communities to Eric Greitens. So it's going to be a kind of a three-way. Let me ask
0: you this: You you have seen behind the curtain in politics to a bigger extent than most anybody that could watch this. What what's an important thing you when you go to pick someone? what's what are you thinking about what are the what are the, what, what, what makes the determination to you my subject is you could probably vote for a few of these candidates and be comfortable with it but what 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 will make you pick one
4: um behind the scenes looking at it i look yeah. at more about what are they going to do once they get there are they going to change are the things they saying just talk or are they actually going to follow through and carry out also with the primary is are they going to be able to win in the general? And that's a big important could thing.
0: Be, who could replace Roy Blunt? I mean, that's amazing. Let's talk about this. Uh, you know, Lucas Goods came out, run a yeah. good campaign. Yeah. Personable guy. Yeah. Uh, Trudy Bush seemed like um, the greatest possible thing that could happen for Democrats. I mean, you're 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 angling <laughs> for it. Barry grinds wins the primary. Right. And there's an independent. Right. What's your best foot forward? I, I personally thought Coons could maybe be that person.
2: Then I saw Trudy Bush. And I was like, well, of course. I'm a German-American, but I haven't seen her. Yeah, no, um, before I comment on that part of it, I think I said back in the fall that I was going to sit back and eat popcorn and watch the Republicans go after each other, and then my popcorn bowl is still full. I'm enjoying yeah. it. Um, as far as Tree Bush, um, you know, I think that we are starting to get into now the active part of the campaign. I think you yeah. are going to start seeing people. Um, truth be told, it's going to be about the ads and whether or not they cut through and who can cut through all the clutter. Uh, I think that... Lucas is running. You know, he's been running hard every day. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that you know, if this is anything, it it might be a tortoise in the hare type situation where he catches up.
5: I kind of like this Spencer Toter guy. He seems like a good guy. I like him. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Trudy Bush Valentine fan. I think that health care in the state of Missouri has been on the forefront for the last four years. And she is one of the only candidates in the Democratic, definitely, really in the whole race, that can really truly speak to that. She can speak to the poor health care. We're like the last five in the, in the country. She can speak to the low maternal death rate. And nobody else can speak to that. And it is a hot-button topic. Okay, right let now.
0: me ask you the question, though. Can she be like her dad? C- can she go down to the Teamsters Hall and have a beer with folks and relate to them?
5: I think. And why isn't she? I I, like. Like he said, I think now is the time that you'll start to see her in the urbans and in the in the in the in the the labor unions. I think that she can. Um, I think that she's true blue, old school nurse, and like that is the other half of the working American. Lot of sizzle there. It's going to be interesting to see when she actually starts talking
0: to people. All right, uh, with the shots coming in, give me how Dave Shots wins this race.
3: Well, if you look back in 2016, Eric Grines was in fourth. Peter Kinder was in first. At this time. In 2016 so there is still a lot of race left to go Um, they they flipped spots by the end of the grinds was at 7% you know so Dave shots has been uh, you know undervalued his entire life when it comes Mm -hmm. to what he's able to achieve and I think anyone who is counting Dave shots out right now is going to be sorely surprised when it comes election day
0: give me a prediction on who wins that Republican race Vicki Hartzler, <laughs> who wins that Republican side?
5: It's simple. It's going to be who, it's so many people in that race, it comes down to who already has a base built in, and that name is Eric Reitens.
0: Yeah. Uh, who wins that Democrat side? I mean, it, that's a, it's an interesting thing. The, the rule folks, when Trump ran, the rule folks don't even vote in the primary in the Democrat primary. They're all the Republican primaries. So you're just talking about the cities and the People's right. Republic of Boone. Who wins?
4: Uh, right now I'm going to say Bush. Who
3: wins? Rural Missouri loves Bush. I can't argue with that. Uh, before we have to go, who won the week? I'm going to say Dan Shaw. He locked down the Arnold Police Officers Association endorsement and that's a big boost for him in Jefferson County.
0: His campaign style, you mentioned uh, underestimating Dave Shots. There's a bit of an underestimation I think sometimes of Dan Shaw.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was able to get a lot of things done, redistricting obviously took a lot of energy out of the air this, but he was in the forefront of that too and I think yeah. he's been able to achieve a lot during his time in the legislature.
5: Who won the week?
4: I'm going to say Senator Holly Rader. Yes. Rader with her new book.
3: Nobody's going to beat that, but who won the week?
0: Follow uh, that, Why i got to
5: say Biden, uh, in, in speaking about his offensive earlier, him releasing the petroleum to, to help the inflation was a big deal move.
2: Who won the week? Uh, I'm going to say Steve Roberts. Released a poll, 35-23, 40% undecided in the new 1st District. There's a uh, That's a race. And you're working with him.
5: I am. You you gotta so. get yeah, it, of, you of
2: course, i gotta are get are my, you, I got to get my plug are in. Are you going
0: to pull well enough by the end of this to get national money involved? Here? I think so. I was going to say Holly Rader. I even had it wrote down. <laughs> this book is going to be outstanding. I've already bought mine. I'm going to say AFP, Americans for Prosperity, Jeremy Cady, Camelia Peterson, went down to Fredericktown and gave out gas, what it would cost uh, two years ago. Good folks. I'm sure folks in Madison County appreciate it. We'll appreciate you coming back and joining us next week on This Week in Missouri Politics.
4: Support for this program has been provided by the Missouri Automobile Dealers Association, Ameren, Spire, and Sterling Bank.